All right, so we're back with episode 29 of World's Strongest Man with uh, none other than Nick Hine. Um, Nick, Nick hasn't been, you haven't been in the sport very long. Um, I think your first big show was Clash 22, would it have been? So uh, technically, I've been in the sport since 2017, okay. but I entered the 105 scene in two, uh, 2021 OSG. So I did the online qualifier. I squeezed in in 10th place because, you know, they're always a static, uh, you know, focused right. online qualifier. So anyways, um, I proceeded to have uh, a water cut that almost killed me. And, you know, I, I learned a lot that first that first competition. But I ended up placing fifth. So uh, 2021, I got fifth uh, behind a pretty stacked lineup. But I was kind of forced to learn fast. So technically... I was. I haven't competed a lot, but uh, I've I've been in the USS team. But the competitions you've done, you've done really well. Your first year at at Clash, you went on to finals, and I think you placed fifth or fifth was it? Yeah, fifth place. Um, and then podium at OSG last year. Yes. Absolutely dominated the Viking press. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand it. It just worked out. Yeah. I mean, you're a dude. I mean, you're a hell of a presser. I mean, um, as far as under one hundred five K goes, I mean, you're definitely far above average. Well, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) So So, a long ways to go. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, so what's next? What's on the, what's Uh, on the docket? Well, uh, I really wanted to just kind of take a step back. I really had planned to do clash. Um, I had originally planned to do w- the Waco qualifier and then I had planned to do the Jersey cause it's like uh, the Jersey qualifier because it's like two hours from my house. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really get too vocal with it. Actually, I don't even know if I even said anything on social media, but I was dealing with some pretty bad uh, back issues and going into the final day for OSG, I was laying on a heating pad, maybe slept a half an hour you know, I'm sure we've all dealt with stuff like this, but I didn't even know if I was going to be able to continue. Yeah. So I got through OSG and uh, I, I just kind of knew in the back of my mind that clash wasn't happening. And then my wife convinced me to come in and try just, just kind of test a 13 inch. Uh, it was a 13 inch actual uh, 13 inch axle for uh, max weight. And I ended up just becoming bedridden basically for three days. Oh no. Uh, yeah, it was bad. Um, and, your I wife, went and, got it. and your wife talked you into this. She's like, you could do it. You're fine. You know, <laughs> you're, you're Nick Hahn. You, you got, dude, she's my biggest fan. So she That's just awesome, believes though. it. Oh, yeah. She's, she's amazing. She, you know, she believes in me more than I do for sure sometimes. But <laughs> but uh, I ended up getting an MRI and uh, I had three bulging discs, you know, typical, I mean, I, I maybe typical injuries for uh, – strongman um and i had to pull out um which you know the fomo was there but i ended up kind of realizing that uh as time went on i kind of worked on healing up getting better um i was just kind of afraid that what if i could never lift heavy again you know it was like a really weird feeling like what if i could never deadlift heavy again because it was just kind of deadlift that kind of bugged me yeah so i i spent like the last 10 or so weeks um, working with a buddy, uh, Taylor Falk, 
uh, New Street Nightmare on Instagram. Shout out. Um, he kind of helped me heal up, and I feel phenomenal compared to what I was at. You know, I'm just focusing on staying healthy. Uh, but I, as of four weeks ago, was recently invited to my first overseas competition, uh, which is the Ultimate Strongman 105 World Grand Prix. So that that's that's what we'll be doing. Yeah, Head, heading in, over there. That's the one in Prague. Yes, sir. Man, I I would love. I wanted to go last year, and it didn't work out because uh, it's the Same not, the timing is July is just not good for me. I talked to Yuji about that last year. I was kind of hoping that he would change it for me this year, but I'm not that special. <laughs> say, say, say his name again. It's Yuji. It's Yuji Cuddlecheek. Um, oh, so I've been I, saying Jerry. No, um, I mean, he, he'll, I think he's okay with Yuri. That's what a lot of people say, but, um, he explained it to me when I met him, uh, in 21, that it's technically Yurzy. Yurzy. I'll remember that. <laughs> Yurzy and Cuddlecheek. Cuddlecheek, Cuddlecheek is his last name. Yeah. Great guy. Kind, great, kind great of a guy. memorable name. Yeah. He's a great guy. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a wonderful human being, man. And. He seems to be pretty famous over overseas. Yeah. He's got quite quite a following, you know. I mean, he's a strong I mean, dude, he's another, I mean, top 105 uh competitor in the world, hands down. I mean, he's got some uh, strong very strong, very strong, very athletic, very fast. Um I mean, he's got he's got some pretty solid accolades to his name. I think he was injured at OSG when he came this year. That was when I met him. Yeah. Um, he, tore his, he tore his bicep just like a month out. Oh, man. And he still showed up. <laughs> yeah, I think it was the proximal, the proximal bicep. Prox Proximally, yeah. Oh, still, well, that's non-surgical, right? I, I, everybody says it's not. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I have no idea. I think it's, okay. I think it's the difficulty of surgery, not necessarily that it's not. I think it's, uh, I think a lot of times people and, and or surgeons avoid it just because of complications. It's not as easy as a distal repair. Yeah. Which we've seen a lot of lately. Dude, they all happen. I don't know if you can see my scar. It's not an if, it's a win. If you do strongman long enough, it's if you do strongman long enough, you're gonna tear a bicep. Well, I, I, I do my banded hammer curls to avoid it, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, good luck, man. <laughs> yeah, but it's a uh, it's a pretty stacked lineup from what I've seen so far. I'm not really sure like what they're okay with sharing, but you know, um, I did share some stuff on on Instagram. Uh, a couple really big pullers, uh, Emil uh, Emmanuel Pascari. Was he on your podcast? Yeah, yeah, I thought awesome. so. Yeah, he's a freaking sweetheart. He's a nice guy, and he's super strong. Super nice guy, and freakishly strong yeah yeah so the, the the lineup's really crazy and you know i feel like the the weird path that i've taken even from like osg was just you know okay those guys are the best go there you know what i mean and even before that competition i did uh, uh say what you will but i did uh it was the uss it was the first pro uh uss comp and so it was like me against a bunch of dudes that were like 365. And so, but in, in my eyes, it was, it was like a, a 
there's like a thousand pound yoke and a couple other really challenging lifts. Yeah. And like, I just kind of attacked the, uh, the competitions that were like, that, that kind of made me scared and made me fearful. I was like, Oh my God, that's like crazy. I kind of just been drifting towards that. Yeah. But, uh, last year I was invited. Canby was kind of asking around, um, uh, AKA Yoda was asking around, <laughs> Uh, and he asked me if I wanted to go and it was like six weeks out and I was like, I don't need my passport. <laughs> so, uh, to be re invited again was really cool. Um, but the, this lineup is, is, uh, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, the American scene is crazy. You know, Dan Hughes, Jesse Nelson. I mean, the list goes on. We have so many guys, so many up and comers. Um, but there's so many good guys in like the European scene that I've been following for years, you know? Um, and I, I just want to see what I can do against them. You know what I mean? Guys that don't get uh, a lot of exposure in the, in the U S and you know, that's like why I mentioned Maris Cravellas. Like nobody probably even has heard of him, which is unfair because he's such a great, uh, strong man. Another one is, uh, um, I think his name's Vladimir starts with an R. And I'm, I'm, I'm not get, uh it'll come to me, but he's, uh, I think he's from Belarus, maybe. And so he doesn't really have much of a, a presence online. Another, yeah, guy, it's like freakishly fast with any kind of uh, yoke farmer's frame. I mean, freakishly, probably one of, I would love, uh, Rekshaw is his last name, Vladimir Rekshaw. Rekshaw. Uh, uh, he did Arnold uh, the year I think uh, Gary uh, Petrowski won it. Uh, I would love to see him go head to head with uh, Justin Loy and 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 Mike. Um, man, I I'm always on the spot and I can't remember people's names and that drives me insane. Yeah, um, I'm the same way. It's okay. I was just <laughs> I was just thinking. Uh, oh my God, uh, Jersey from Jersey. Uh, I can't think of his name. He, he got fifth at OSG this year. He's going to – he was at Clash this year. Yeah, I'm looking Any. it up because, like, I, this this is dumb that I can't say say his last name because, like, we all know him. He competes – he's competed with us at, at the last couple of Clashes. Um, dude, that's so dumb. I can't believe I can't say. Yeah, anyways, he, he he was like point. He was like within point two of Cogden, uh, Justin Cogden, Moy. Cogden, dude. Well, no, Co Cogden, yes. Cogden is like, um, dude. He's freakishly fast on yoke and, and farmers. Like him and Justin Lawyer, like neck and neck. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they did the Waco qualifier, and they. I remember watching that video, and they were just flying. Just flying, man. Yeah, uh, that's that's but, pure athletic ability. But you had said earlier, and I mean, you're talking about. Um, always like going after the next challenge. And, and I think that's, that is a common denominator of guys that are competing guys and ladies that are competing at the top. Yeah. Always. Um, you, you don't almost never find anybody at the top that's looking for an easy win. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, because you know, no one wants to like, like, okay, so say you came and competed against me. I don't want to beat you knowing that you were at, like, 60% because you tore your bicep eight weeks prior. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, we all want to go against each other at our best, and we want to be – I mean, 
like, even though, so say like OSG, you could say there were a lot of guys across the world that weren't there that are top level guys, but there's, but there's a lot of top level guys that believe that on the day, that's who was there. So that's where you were. I was third in the world on that day. Yeah. Even though when I went home, I'm like, but am I, you know what I mean? But everybody, um, I mean, everybody earns their spot. You earned your spot there. Everybody that didn't, I mean, every comment, I say this all the time. Like somebody has to take last. Even, yeah. even, even at the best of the best get put together in a group of 30, whatever it is, somebody has to take last, but you know what? Yeah. still the best 30 at that time that were able to show up. Right. Yeah. And that's a lot. That says a lot. And I don't think yeah. strong man, strong man being an individual kind of like the, it is the glorification of the strongest doesn't really always capture the, uh, the significance of that, unfortunately. But placing third at OSG, dude, is nothing to shake a stick at. That's pretty sick. That's pretty amazing. Regardless. I, I, I pre- <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Because to be in the top 10 in general in like your first few years, it's like that's pretty incredible and stuff. Like, well, thank you, John. And everything. Because uh, what got you into Strongman exactly? Uh, how far back do you want to go? <laughs> um, well, I mean, there. Uh, the origins of strongman. Well, I'll just go to there. Um, so I originally was signed up for, um, an RPS powerlifting competition. I had no prior experience was just kind of loving the scene of Mark Bell and Eric Billy bridge and those guys. Um, and the competition was canceled. Uh, and I went with my wife to this local CrossFit gym and this guy was hosting or holding a, a little seminar. You know, he had a log with jacked up tires and a circus dumbbell and an axle. And I just fell instantly in love with it. Uh, I've said in the past, but like within a year, I was maybe I wasn't qualified at the time, but I was coaching uh, uh, CrossFitters at that gym. I just loved it so much. You know, we just I just caught the bug and I was just all in. Um, But I was told really early, which I do regret. Uh, and looking back, I, I definitely regret it, but I, I was told don't compete more than twice a year. And as an, and, and like in my position today, I feel like as a newcomer, I would say four to six, isn't a bad idea. So you can get around different implements and, you know, you can uh, just make sure that's what you want to, you like competing and, and you develop the skill of competing where, you know, I was like, okay, I have to do, you know, what he said. I, I'll compete now and then I'll wait like four or five, six months and try and, but you know, realistically I was just pushing, pushing, pushing. And I never really like kind of took an an off season in those points where, you know, if I would have just kind of followed what's correct and, um, you know, competed and took an off season and so on, uh, I maybe would have progressed a little quicker, but, uh, yeah, I just caught the bug early. Um, uh, I ended up, uh, holding my own class in my, uh, in my yard and in my one car garage, uh, free strongman Sunday, uh, which is now Saturday. Uh, we, we, we've been doing that since 2018 or 2019. So, um, you know, just, I, I live in a small town in Pennsylvania. So just that's kind of my way of, uh, giving back and kind of spreading, spreading strongman around, you know, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing six or seven shows a year. I think, yeah. I think when you get, 
like you said, I mean, early on, I think you should do as many shows as you possibly can. Uh, yeah. Because, like you said, I mean, it's just like training the events. Like, I, I kind of feel like training the events when you become a higher level athlete or longer in the sport, you get, you know, you're very experienced, probably doesn't have as much carryover as it does to somebody that's newer in the sport. And so doing as many competitions as possible is just so important. I think, um, you know, in the United States, there's kind of the barrier sometimes, depending on where you live, travel expenses get, you know, very expensive, very quickly <laughs> traveling throughout the U S yeah. I mean, the, mo the more top level competitions you do, the more travel you have. I mean, here I am, you know, two and two and a half years in the, the one Oh fives and I'm going overseas and, you know, I'm a blue collar worker, so it's, it's yeah. no cheap, it's no cheap feat, but uh, they do provide, um, the hotel and, um, and food I, is what I was told, but yeah. Yeah. I think, still, usually, I think usually takes care of the athletes very, very well from what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard the same, but still like the higher, the higher up you go in these top level competitions. I mean, uh, luckily this year, uh, I won't have to, tr I I've driven to every big competition in the U S that I've done, uh, which has just been a, a down the East coast, but, um, you know, two trips to Florida, but you know, I only have a five and a half hour drive to West Virginia this year. So <laughs> yeah. it's not, not so bad. Yeah, man. I, I think you're right. I mean, the higher, you, the, the higher level shows you do, the fewer you can afford. I think that's probably one of the big limiting factors that I ran into. Um, because I mean, it, it doesn't. I don't think it matters what uh, what your uh, career path is, man. It's expensive to compete in strongman. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's, you're, you're covering almost all those costs yourself. Yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm an online coach, um, but my job I feel is <laughs> all goes to my strongman fees and everything that goes with equipment and you know, supplements and so on. It's just, it just stacks up and stacks up. Yeah, that makes sense. So we're, for traveling to Prague, how long are you going to be there? Like how will you time that with trying to recover from traveling and everything? Um, you know, well, my first, my first concern was the, the water cut. Um, I know that stress on the body will obviously make you hold water longer. So uh, my focus is going to be, um, you know, trying to stay as stress-free as I can as I go overseas. But uh, I'm sorry, what was your question again? It's oh, been a like, long day. Uh, what's your timeline for, like, how are you timing everything, like travel, water cut times, all that stuff? Uh, so the competition is Saturday, and my plan is to fly out Tuesday and get there Wednesday. So I figure that would kind of, you know, get acclimated and uh, I was told um, by Mr. Camby to go to sleep when the sun goes down, despite how you feel. So try to deal with that jet lag a little bit. I'm not really sure how my body's going to handle it. So uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to kind of – because I, I do cut a little bit more than a lot of the other guys. Um, cut from like 255. So I have – like 13 weeks, I think 12 or 13 weeks now. So I have some time to kind of diet down a little bit, you know, maybe like 246, 247. But uh, 
Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how the water cut goes. But yeah, fly, fly in the twelfth and probably leave like a day or two after. Yeah, that's smart. Um, I'd even recommend considering one day earlier, just in case. So I've had my flight canceled, traveling overseas, leaving on Tuesday, and that really—I mean, I still made my cut, but it really throws a wrench into your plans, right? Of taking Thursday, um, to really work on your water cut, <laughs> and then I like—I arrived at Thursday, like Thursday night at like 11 p.m. or something like that. Uh, yeah, I, I was... so I was in a rush, and I stayed up all night, like steam, like in the steam bath and whatever. Uh, was that a recent? That was the Finland call. That was that was way back in 2018 that that happened. But yeah, oh, okay. I, but I'm just re- I'm saying if you can, um, I would plan. That was something I learned from that. Was I started going because I Tuesday makes sense, right? If everything goes perfect, Tuesday is a good day. But yeah, if, if a flight gets canceled internationally for 24 hours, you you're like that one day buffer is gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and trying to stay calm through that is probably a challenge. It goes right out the door because you like start thinking about everything that's going to go wrong, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? What if I don't? What if my you know? What if I don't show up? My car, my car rental's not going to. I have to go and fix that, and like, you know, yeah, you fix your your hotel or your lodging. Well, I think Yuji's got that covered for you, but um, he's going to pick us up from the airport as well, which is really yeah. nice. Yeah, so all that all that changes and. Yeah, if you can go Monday, man, I would recommend a Monday travel just on the off chance because flights do get canceled for random, all kinds of reasons. Okay. Do you have any other? Because uh, you, you, I mean, you've been a strongman for how long? Four. Well, yeah, fourteen and a half years. Yeah, that's a long time, man. My first competition. Yep. Uh, you've had a lot of experience. You've been overseas a couple times. You know, what, what What kind of other advice would you have for me other than traveling over on a Monday for a Saturday competition? Um, I wouldn't be too stressed about your water cut. Uh, okay. I mean, I mean you, you got to know yourself, right? Um, yeah. Everybody's individually different. If you're going to spend probably 14 hours or something like that on a plane, uh, I would mm-hmm. imagine, right, 12 plus to fly yeah. to Prague. Dude, you're going to – planes dehydrate the shit out of you. That's great news. <laughs> Dude, they dehydrate the shit out of you. Um, so I wouldn't be too concerned. As long, but, but I mean, if you fly out on Monday, right, you're not going to start your water cut for a couple more days. So, Yeah. Uh, but if you were to go, you know, Tuesday or even that Wednesday, like, planes, planes just dehydrate the shit out of you. I don't know. I don't know if it's because the air's dry, because you're just sitting cramped up and you're just, like, hot and sweaty the whole time. But I've always... Have you messed with compression gear on the planes? No. No? Okay, I was suggested that. Yeah, no. no. Um, okay, I, I was just I curious. Have, I have done a water lo- load traveling overseas. Uh, they look at you weird when you when you walk on the plane with like six liters of water. And, you're, <laughs> and you occupy the bathroom for the next 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you can't take uh, fluids on a plane. You can't. So once you're through uh, security, yeah, you can, then buy you can as buy much it. water as you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super okay. Expensive, but yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll start my GoFundMe now for my water load. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Only imagine the flight attendants watching you come on with that much water. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. oh my God, he's gonna, <laughs> he like, won't buckle his seat at all this trip. Just looking miserable. <laughs> it is miserable because like when you hit like turbulence and you're like, you're going to blow up and you can't, they're like the, the seatbelt signs on and you can't get up. Like, Wait, I, get, please, please don't pee myself. Please don't pee myself. Please don't pee myself. <laughs> try and get the seat like closest to the to the lavatory, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my wife already took the window seat, so we're squared away there. Yeah, but otherwise, man, plan, plan, plan. Right. Um, I would not. Mm -hmm. Don't travel with like. Just use. Just tell your bank that you're going to use your card. Take an extra card. Right. If you if you don't have a credit card or whatever, take it for backup. Because the worst thing, obviously, there's a couple of things. Like I lost my check card in overseas once. Fortunately, oh, wow. fortunately, the locals were really super cool and they found it and called me. Well, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I was losing to us freaking out. But I had a backup, right? So you got to have a backup yeah. if something like okay. that happens. Or, you know, something fraudulent happens to your card overseas and it gets canceled. Um, you got to have backup. Typically, I don't really carry cash anywhere. Um, yeah, me neither. I mean, Czechoslovakia is the is is considered uh, is ranked as the safest country in the world right now. So you probably have very little to worry about, like mugging wise and theft and whatever. Um, Call me ignorant, but Czechoslovakia is not. I'm sorry. Same. Uh, I'm sorry. They're gonna piss all over me for saying that. That just slipped <laughs> right out of my mouth. It's okay. Not it's okay. Ignorant. It's because been Czech, a long day. Because Czech, the word Czech, it's 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 the Czech Republic. Yeah, I'm the Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. apologize to my friends in in the Czech Republic. Both countries. Yeah. We're <laughs> calling it Czechoslovakia. That was a just a major. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, not to go like in a different direction here, but like I don't feel like they kind of get the recognition in the United States that maybe they probably have over there because from what I've been told strength sports like strongman is looked in a different light over there. It's kind of like, from what I've been explaining, it's kind of like American football here. Um, it's just, it's looked at with a lot more like it's, you know, respect and uh, people are a lot more excited for it to come for the, it to happen. And they say like, you know, a thousand, 2000 people show up. Yeah. But um, you know, <clears throat> like, but in the same light, it, there's going to be monsters there. I mean, guys that dude, uh, it's like, how, how do you not know who these people, uh, Tyson Morrissey? I mean, oh, he, does, he still have, does he still have the, the deadlift record? No, who has that? Who has uh, a deadlift Blake, record? Blake Lawrence currently has Blake Lawrence. The, the world uh, record for U one Oh five. He was supposed to be at this competition, but he tore like a tendon or something. That sucks, man. He's yeah. He's a he monster. Be, I've been following him. So, um, um, but you know, like Emmanuel, McKeegan, Tyson, Jerry, Luke Davies. I mean, Luke Davies has been out of the game for a while, but don't dude, excited to see Luke back in the in the ring, man. Don't hold back on Luke. I mean, he's a monster. He's not just an incredible deadlifter, but I mean his press is coming up. I mean, he's a phenomenal 105. I mean, yeah. He's got to cut some weight here, but I mean, like overall, like Ollie Clark, uh, Marshall Zinn, I, I, I had to check him out. Um, Marshall, dude, he's, he's a, a pressing monster too. Uh, you he's know, a sack of meat. 
I think he, I, I want to say like at OSG, I think he might have struggled for some reason, which was really atypical of Marshall's in. He is a, a pressing monster. Oh, yeah. From what I've seen on Instagram, yeah. 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 So, I mean, like, the, the lineup is crazy. Um, I just feel like, you know, these like these other guys deserve – and this competition deserves the spotlight, you know. It does. Because it, it, it is big time and it is, it, it is a major competition. I was uh, – someone told me that um, – Dan Hughes might be going too, so that would be awesome. I mean, he's he's the in my eyes the number one in the U.S. right now. So I wonder if you uh, can. So I know I'm not going to speak for Dan, um, but I I know there might be complications for him traveling back far east. Actually, he's getting out of the army soon. Yeah, because of the military. Yeah, that might change for him. So I mean, but again, Czech Republic. Very, uh, very safe, very uh, liberal nation. He should be able to go there, I would think. Hopefully, because I'd love to see Dan there. Oh man, yeah. His de- his deadlift has skyrocketed lately, last few months. Yeah, um, d- despite the rest of his solid, I mean, he's a he's such a well rounded athlete, you know, uh, and just a great guy to compete with. But I mean, anyways, I, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent there, but I I just meant to say that. This is one of those competitions that maybe not everyone's talking about, but, but they I feel be. like they sh- they should be. You know what I mean? So uh, I agree one hundred percent. We should be. Um, we need to help Yerji John push the yeah. show. Because that ever since we started it, that's one of Darren's biggest points. He always brings up is the fact that like too much of strongman here is kind of siloed, and like we only know about U.S. strongman for the most part. But it is one of those things. <clears throat> To realize Europe has a ton going on and it is super expensive to fly to the US. Like not many people, especially if you're working just a normal job, like how many people could take off a whole week of work to fly yeah. back to another country, fly plus, across the ocean and stuff. Yeah. Like it's, plus we it's had intense. two years, plus we had two years of COVID restrictions that no other country had. Yeah. <laughs> except for Australia. <laughs> yeah, well, except they for had Australia. it pretty bad. They had it pretty bad. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, though. That lineup, though, seeing Luke Davies, I was talking to him on Sunday, and it's exciting to see where he, to see him coming back. Absolutely. And, you know, like, we have these, you know, Clash and OSG, and we expect all these, you know, uh, guys to travel overseas to our competitions. People should be more eager to go to these other European and uh, other these other big competitions, you know, um, if they can get there, like... Yeah. Not not that listen, I don't think I'm the best in 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 America, but no way, but uh I, I want to put myself around the best in the world, right? Exactly. So cuz every time that I've done that in the past, you know, every time from even that USS Pro Comp that Willie had had organized uh to OSG to going against Camby, you know, to going against Isaac Mays and 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 Dan and McKeegan and all those other guys. And every time that I've entered the competition floor, it's been guys that are better than me, you know, testing myself against these guys. And I just feel like that should be, in my own opinion, like that should be something you strive to do because it's going to make you grow. It's going to make you uh, 
elevate to the next level. Like if I knew I was going into a competition, I was like, I'm going to win that. Like, how am I going to grow in a 12 week prep? Right. How am I going to push myself to like a, a different level to where I'm dead. I'm, and I, I have another set of, of, you know, hundred foot farmers. And, and then I think about, you know, Andrew Clayton, you know, and it's like, fuck, you know, so those are, those are the situations where, I mean, and it's mostly happened. I could probably say it's mostly happened in training to where I'm like, it's been, it's been in training where I'm thinking about, I can't slack now because it's going to show in when I compete. Right. Yeah. So I just think more guys should be focused on, on getting into bigger competition. Not that they're not, but. Dude, I'm yeah. I'm with you 100%. Uh, I think we've said as much on here before, John. Uh, <laughs> I struggle. I do. I literally struggle sometimes like with uh, – there's a lot of people that just don't have that mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's hard for me sometimes to accept that, you know, this is just a hobby for most people. <laughs> yeah. It, but it yeah. is. But it is, right? But I, I agree with you 100%. Like – you can never get better at anything if you're not surrounding yourself with people who are better than you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And that goes into any like facet of life. Right. So, I mean, every, your absolutely. job or whatever. Yeah. Every, every, uh, aspect. And, uh, my favorite saying is always, I always come back to it is, uh, if you surround yourself by nine idiots, you're sure to be the 10th. Yeah. They say you are the, the accumulation of the five most people you surround yourself with. So, yeah, you know, get around people that are better than you, right? <laughs> so, one hundred percent. Yeah, it makes Preach, a huge difference. Preach it hard. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I like that idea too of like doing more international comps because, like, it's always great hearing Darren's stories about competing overseas, and you can sometimes find reasonable travel accommodations. Dude, stuff. it's like, cheaper in a surprising. lot of cases to travel overseas than it is in the United States. <laughs> I I have heard that. Yeah, I have heard that. I'm waiting for the prices to go down. Slowly, they're going down. Yeah. Like, so. Darren, to fly to Austin would be like 400 bucks, but to fly to Iceland would be like 600 bucks. And you're like, that's crazy or something. Like, Whoa. 700 bucks. You're like, you wouldn't expect that. Because in my mind, I was like, flying inside the same country would be like a third of the price, maybe. And that's like, no, yeah. it's a little over like half the price. So Iceland, too, of like, because some, uh, some European countries, they actually subsidize their airlines to make things cheaper. Iceland's one of those. Yeah, Yeah. which is smart. So some people recommend like flying to Iceland and then fly out from Iceland to somewhere else or something like that. So there's a whole interesting. But yeah, I think it's nice to see everyone competing because there are those people like Emmanuel Pascari. He's great and everything. And it's like you don't see him over here very often and stuff. So I think it's good to get. I told him I'm coming for him. Oh yeah, he's an absolute monster. You got to stir the pot, man. Yeah, I, I was just I, – I told him I was teasing, but I'm serious. Don't tease. Yeah. You, you got to win. You got to come in with the Andrew Clayton. You can't say that. You you got to do – so you got to do the the Eddie Hall and Oberst <laughs> thing, right? And, I, and I'm barely <laughs> – dude, I believe that Eddie Hall and, and Thor had like a secret pact. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Yeah. Because it just made them a lot of money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were talking every night on the phone. <laughs> I think so, man. Yeah. And that's not like, dude, they made, they made so much money doing that. So I, I think I think Strongman needs more of that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, 
Darren said of like overseas, you have big audiences, but they also do like athlete interviews and they make it more like an actual sport and everything, which it's funny because we always talk about like, why isn't it like that here? And it's like, we don't do athlete interviews. For some reason, scores are like not top priority. Like, you do it's, not that yeah. don't do, it's not that we don't do athlete interviews. Yeah. They're just incredibly selective before or after the competition. Yeah. They're agreed. Are, they aren't happening amidst the competition, like after the event, like after the attempt, they're not interviewing the athletes. When they come and off the floor. Yeah. When they come out the floor and you're going to find, I hope, I hope that ultimate is similar in this fashion. SEL is super great about this. They interview everybody. They get everybody an opportunity to speak. And as, as you get into finals, right, they may kind of change their tune a little bit. But yeah. as they build it up, like they, they, there's a buildup when they when they edit their show, and everybody gets an opportunity to speak multiple times, typically. Yeah, and you know, like I'm not I'm not wonderful at, at promoting myself on Instagram. You know, like I said, I'm a I'm a blue collar guy. I work 40, 45 to fifty hours a week. You know, I have my gym, uh, and then I have an online coaching business. So. Uh, I, I, I try to post when I can, uh, just kind of to share with my friends, but also just, I do want to promote more strongman. I do want, I do want the word to get out, but I'm not the best at, uh, promoting myself, but I, I do want to get better at it, you know, but I feel like, uh, that should be something that we all should kind of strive for despite, um, what we think otherwise, like get your personality out there, you know, um, you know, try to share more with the community and that that's how we're going to make the sport grow. You know what I mean? Agreed. Yeah. It makes a big difference and stuff like yeah. that promotion. And as a small business person, I'd recommend if you like put out like feelers around like social media near you, we have a lot of like photographers and stuff here in Austin who will sometimes like they want that cross promotion. So you can get people who want to like show their digital media and it will yeah. promote your business at the same time. And now with collab posts, like it's even easier so i think putting those feelers out trying to think of like part of being a strong man now is like posting regularly and trying to promote the shows you're going to of like selling the yeah it's like promoting the pay-per-view and stuff it's always super important and it's hard to market yourself like darren and i are like not great at marketing ourselves like i'm so terrible at it yeah it's gotten better and everything i think yeah. but yeah it's a hard yeah thing. but you, you guys are doing great with the podcast though so yeah, so thanks, it's man. you're definitely getting out there. Yeah, this is, like, this, is this is your hand into into that growth. You know what I mean, dude. And that's where it all started, right? Is um, we kind of started from the beginning. Uh, like I had to remind people sometimes. Our very first episode, we were like, "This is World Strongest Opinions." Like, you know, everybody yeah, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's shitty, including ours. <laughs> right? Our opinions are no better than anybody else's, but it's opinionated, and, the, and it's the your part, opinion. And it's my opinion, objectively correct, as it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> shameless, shamelessly plugging that. Um, but but the whole point is is to get the conversation started, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's and and that's how we've kind of taken this. And I think we're getting better at it as we go. I mean, I think we need more controversy all the time, but that's just me. Um you got to stir the pot right we got to stir the pot and, and get the conversation going because that's where change happens um because there's a lot of topics that that, that strongman just doesn't want to talk about for some reason 100 right? yeah they're too sensitive 
right? There's still, there's still, uh, I think that that uh, fear of of missing out, right? That FOMO. If you if you say something and you offend the promoters, you're not you're going to get kicked out and you're not going to be invited or whatever it is. You know, I mean, we don't we don't need to be like shit talking anybody. Right. You don't have to be ignorant, but you, you can still get your point across with an intelligent, like, side, exactly. you know? Exactly. And I mean, and it's fun to, like, have a little fun with it sometimes, too. And But, um, but yeah, I mean, we don't have to, like, we're not here to shit talk. Like, I'm not going to say anything that I wouldn't say to somebody's face, right? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And and that's kind of where we've gone. And, yeah, that's kind of, I love I love it. It's really John's idea at the end of the day. I still can't believe you guys haven't met. <laughs> We, we still haven't met. We're going to meet in August. 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 We're looking forward to it because it is. I think the there should be balloons and confetti. We're going to pay for a blimp to go over a world. Hell yeah, dude! Blimp just bright red. It's no, I think China. It, like that's the difference. People need to realize it's like keeping connected. Of like, you have like yeah. Luke Davies. It's like he's really great and he talks to so many people in the community. And yeah, like, oh you know, my God. Yeah. Trying to get that networking and stuff. Cause it is hard oftentimes, but you have to realize like Darren said last episode in this one too, of like to be top 10 in the world, that something is exceptional and stuff. And I think yeah. sometimes people overlook that because you have people who they're like, Oh, I only finished fifth or seventh or whatever. And it's like, that's out of 10. Like that's a that's a huge accomplishment. Well, it's usually out of more than that, right? Or it's yeah, but at the or final, 40 yeah. or something, right? Yeah, but and it's still out of out of all the online qualifiers and so on and so forth, you know, or physical qualifiers, yeah. But it, yeah, you should be proud of it for sure. One hundred percent, you should be proud of it. So, what are your goals this year? So, you have Prague coming up, but do you have anything else lined up? Um. Yeah. So, um, I had originally just uh said in my mind that I wanted to do ASM. Now I'm, I'm not a pro. <laughs> I'm a, I'm not a strong corp pro. I, I actually, I think I've only ever competed in strong corp competition one time. Um, but I plan to do the online qualifier. Well, it turns out ASM is one week after uh, world grand prix. So I won't be able to do that this year. I really wanted to do it. I wanted to be, you know, um, I wanted to be qualified for the online qualifier and contend for the po- for the top spot. You know, I thought that'd be really cool. Uh, like, like Congdon did last year. He was, he qualified online and he, he made the podium. That's, that's crazy. That's, it's incredible. And it just shows that, you know, there's so much more talent out there. Right. Um, but which is, it's totally fine. I, I'm, I'm still waiting for uh pro strongman league to come out with their uh, qualifiers. So last year, and I know we're going through some transitional periods. We're going through uh, some some growth, which I think is going to be good growth. Uh, we can't, uh, side note, we can't, you know, hold back from what Anthony Furman had had done for the has done for the sport and and, and all the great things uh, towards growth that he's done for this sport. And I will always I will always shout him out for that because you know we couldn't we wouldn't have pro strongman league if it wasn't for him. Uh, TJ. But, uh, Dude, and I still I'm gonna script TJ's name. Shout our sh- shouter. I'm sorry, TJ. Yeah. I should know your name by now. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm old and I'm an, I'm a boomer. Um, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> TJ TJ deserves a lot. I mean, Anthony Furman, by all means, dude. Love the guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love the guy. Yeah. Great. I mean, it was his passion. I think that really, really drove Clash 
Um, but there was a team, right? And, and oh, I for sure, yeah. I want to throw out a shout out to No, you're right. No, you're right. Right, Tyler's been there from the beginning. Um, and shout out to that whole team because they, they all deserve the credit, you know, because they all work together. Um, but, you know, like, like Pro Strongman League is going through their, uh, you know, like a new transitional period. It basically is what I'm saying. I, I didn't mean to not. I do apologize. I didn't mean no, to not credit good. those you're other guys. Good, yeah. I, just like to, I just like to point that out, man, that there was. There was 100%. No, you're, you're 100% right. But so from what uh, Tyler Purdue said on uh, the podcast with you guys, they will be coming out with a website, uh, maybe with the help of John, which would be really great. Uh, and to show these. Okay. I want some, I want some information, John. <laughs> Tell me. Uh, but, you know, the, I want to hear about these uh, online qualifiers. Last year, it was like six weeks post uh, clash at the time. There was uh, it was the first West Coast qualifier uh, where Jesse Nelson had won that qualifier. Um, but, you know, that, that's something I'm still looking at because I still would like to do Pro Strongman League when it comes around next year. Uh, but the only other goal is December uh, OSG, and then we'll see what kind of falls in line in between there. Um, but I've, I've learned from the last two years that uh, I am an, uh, an obsessive person and I, I leave nothing, nothing left in the tank, no stone unturned, um, and I will destroy myself to get to whatever comp I'm doing. <laughs> and so I can't do too many in a row. I can't be a Novikov and just knock out comp after comp after comp because I, I know my body won't be able to handle that. I'll end up not being able to compete in strongman anymore. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to be smart, but, you know, also – uh, I was, I was told in the past, you know, when great opportunities come, uh, jump on them because you don't know what that opportunity will lead to, um, or if you'll ever get that opportunity again. So, uh, we'll see, but that's the plan for now. Yeah. I think that's a good plan. And I mean, like Darren always says, like, you don't always have to just do strongman competitions. Like Highland games are a fun way to like get some athleticism in and like work on like a slightly different form of athletic performance. So there are other things that are you can always do for fun because those throwing things, I am wildly uncoordinated, so I'll never be a thrower <laughs> like Darren. So, like, so I, I'm, I'm horribly uncoordinated, <laughs> man. Like, I, I have no idea what I'm doing still. Like, uh, it's gonna take Are you training time. for a Highland Games competition? Yeah, so I did my first Highland Games uh, competition on, on March. I think it was second or fourth. Maybe it was fourth, whatever that Saturday was. Okay. I, I basically trained nothing. Just showed up. <laughs> Uh, went straight into like the top amateur class A's, um, got my ass just completely annihilated. I did, win two, <laughs> I did win two events. I won the sheet toss and the over a weight over bar because that was kind of already familiar to me with strongman, uh, okay. with, with the bag over a bar, but yeah, just, I mean, just totally just ate shit. Um, but so I'm going to do another one in May. And so I've been training. Uh, with a with a really good Highland Games thrower here, uh, but it's so different. It's so how different. do you get how do you get into that? Uh, like you just show up, like I did. I think. Well, no, I, I, <laughs> I heard it's all promoted through Facebook. Is that is that how you uh, found out about it? So I didn't. So this show that I did, uh, a buddy of mine that I've known since I've moved to Colorado, um, he's the one that recommended that I come out. So I signed up. I wouldn't have known about it without him. Uh, but Interesting. 
but the other shows, I mean, there's a there's a website for Colorado. It's like Rocky Mountain, um, Rocky Mountain throwing Rocky Mountain. I don't know what the hell it's called. Um, but they have a website where all the competitions in Colorado are listed, and it's cheaper. There's a lot of them. That's a lot cheaper than competing in, in Starman. All you need is some. some and there's no leagues or well, no, no fees. I, I think, well, yeah, I mean, you got to pay like 50, 40, 50 bucks to compete, but. Oh, to compete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's not yeah, bad. It's not bad. And uh, I think there are some leagues, but I mean, I'm not worried about that yet. Going pro, I didn't... Going pro doesn't mean this. So I, I want to make a comment on that too. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You said you're not pro earlier, dude. You're as pro as pro can be. Like, no. Thank you. Strongman Corp does not own the rights to fucking pro strongman. <laughs> okay. Strong just gonna say it once and for all. They don't own Strongman. Yeah. Um. They're, that's the only. They're the only ones that have a pro card in the entire world, and nobody outside of Strongman gives two shits about it. Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying that to take away from the guys that have pro cards because it's a prestigious award. By yeah, hundred percent. Right. And they deserve it. And they earned. They were earned. It is definitely earned, but pro doesn't really mean much if you're not. Me, I believe, like being pro is making a living off of your profession, right? Agreed. Yeah, but at the very least, getting paid for it. Um, but having a card that that says you're a pro in name only doesn't make you a pro. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and it's and I and it drives me nuts. Like, like I don't call myself a pro by any means, but it drives me nuts that that strawman corp is somehow like monopolized on this pro thing that the only way you can call yourself a pro and be accepted as being called a pro is you have to win a strongman court pro card like yeah bullshit so dude you're as pro as pro gets man yeah um i appreciate that i want to make that point (laughs) uss and some other places are trying like i know ralph avalon and the world shrink games are trying to do cards and stuff but i still well willie is actually willie is actually trying to get to a point where he's writing a check monthly to his pro yeah which i i don't know anything about it i don't know what it leads to i don't know what the agreements are i know nothing but on the service a monthly check is way more pro than having a card that says you're pro. Yeah. So the way it works and the way I was, it was described to me, because I, I don't want to go too far into it, but I was the only one of the, of the, for, or for the five events to complete all five events. So you have to complete all five events and you have to win. Well, I lost first place by half a point. So I didn't get the pro card. Right. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Dakota Hoagland, he had won. Um, well, a friend of through Strongman, he had won, and I don't know if he ever received any form of of, uh, of a card or something. But basically, you would have to go to Texas. Uh, so once once you win a pro a pro competition through the USS Pro Division, then you would go to uh, a major show. You win that. And then you go somewhere else and then you win that. And that's where you get this monthly check from. I thought it was, I thought it was somehow incorporated into SCL or something. I I don't know. I'm probably way off. I'm probably speaking way out of term here, but that's kind of briefly as I was, you know, dead tired after a competition explained, it was explained to me, but like half. Do you know uh, how much they're getting paid on a monthly basis? 
I think it was like four or five hundred dollars. I mean, that's semi-pro, which, maybe. Which is like, which is like, <laughs> no offense to those guys. <laughs> that's not. That's not terrible. It's something. I mean, it's, it's something. It's something. It's a start, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a help for sure, and it's something that you would know that would be coming regardless of whatever is happening in your life, as long as. And from what I would, from what I understand, it uh, you get that until you say, "Okay, I'm done competing." Yeah. Okay. So you could you could cannot you could not compete. Now that's the only discrepancy that I have with it is that like you should have to compete at least once a year or something, or maybe twice a year. Maybe twice a year. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Who am I to say? But it should be annually. I agree. If you're gonna get paid to be, com- this is my opinion. We're on the world's strongest opinions. Yes, that's it. <laughs> if, that's time. If, if you are a paid athlete getting paid monthly, then you should be out competing, representing the sport and representing, you know, the company or whoever is pay- paying USS strongman. You should be representing them. Yep. You know, you should have, you should be, you should be promoting your sponsorship. You should be talking, you know, people should know. Right. And, you know, you should be, at least competing three times a year, you know? And then I don't think that you could go 12 months without competing or even far, far, you know, longer than that and say, well, I'm, I'm still pro and you should still keep paying me. You know, you, you should have, there's guys who are, you know, murdering their bodies in the gym every day and, you know, fighting, you know, for that spot. And someone's just going to just, Casually own that position. Yeah, away. yeah, I agree with that 100%. That should be fought for, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you're right. I mean, 400, $400 is not a lot, but it's something. Like, that's more than the vast majority of sponsors are going to pay you. <laughs> that, that's the crazy part, is at right. least because we sponsor two athletes. And like both of them, when I talk to them, of like, I cover three or four competition. John sponsors like, them. I do. Not it's so John, like, not the show, the, really. The, the, he, so he, doesn't, he doesn't in the name <laughs> of the show. I feel like to the show. But John's tax the sponsors. <laughs> but yeah. No, John, you're, you're the man. So I just told them that. And I was, like, I was like, I don't know. It's kind of a small sponsorship. I don't know if you even care about it. Because I didn't like in my mind, I was like, whatever, like I'll pay for nationals and a few shows and get some merch and stuff. And it's crazy because they're like, holy shit, like no one else does that. Like big companies, they're like, here's a discount code for 10% and stuff. And I was like, I was like, wait, yeah. like those companies, they don't sponsor, like they won't pay for you to go to nationals or something, even just like a one time, like 150 so, bucks or something. So that's the yeah. same thing of like, for one, I'll claim it's the show, but it <laughs> is like, it's out of my pocket and everything. But it is like, you have that's amazing making tons of money and stuff and like in my mind i was like yeah like four or five hundred bucks a year like so it is like significantly less than uss but like companies need to step up and start doing those things because it gets people to buy in but you do like have those things of like tag us in your post promote the show do those things and stuff whereas like so many companies they do that for free like they're like promote us and we'll give you a discount code that's yeah. Well, that's cheaper though. Like, I think the reality is though, and it's a, it's, and it's a pro, an appropriate reality, is that a sponsors can't sponsor everybody, right? Yeah. They have a limited budget. It's capped. So it's very finite. It's capped. Um, but Strongman also doesn't have the viewership, and so there's not an ROI for the vast majority of sponsors, and, and that's where you know we're talking about growing Strongman, and I always go back to that, like. 
there was a time where, you know, growing strongmen meant bringing more people, like more athletes in, right? That's not growing strong. That's growing the revenue of USS and strongman court. That's it, right? That's not growing the sport. Growing the sport, you have to have, an, you have to grow the audience. Yeah. Because, because with the audience comes sponsorship money because they have an ROI because they get exposure. If they don't have exposure, there's no incentive for them to invest in the sports, right? Yeah, but in the same breath, like you guys are gonna get a return on interest from from just this guy wears your, your shirt. You know, you give you send him like gear and stuff, like a shirts and stuff. Yeah, he wears your shirt on a stone run. You know, people say, "Oh, what's what's strongest opinions?" You know, I mean, that in my opinion is an ROI, right? Yeah, but Maybe. I think for for some people though, of like. I think these companies that also comes down to like you want an audience and stuff because I don't know how many times I've like talked to sponsors and stuff who like had boots and everything. One time I talked to someone and I was like, I was like, oh, like you must have sold a decent amount of shirts. How many did you sell? And they were like, I sold five. And I was like, I bought five. They're like, yeah, you were the one who paid, bought all the shirts. And I was like, oh, like in my mind, I was like, these are dope shirts. I'll take like five or whatever. So it is that idea of like you need enough people to do it because relying on charity isn't a sustainable business model it's never no. at this point like, yeah. we have so many it, businesses that like you're just doing it out of a labor of love yeah like, and we can like anything back and we can argue the point that like athletes need to spend more money on the on the sponsors too but like dude we as athletes have a finite amount of money to spend yeah. too right like yeah we can't we can't buy from every vendor like it's not it's true it's, we, it's, we need to find a way to we need to find a way to attract more of the, of, you know, a, a larger demographic of people who don't generally watch the sport, exactly. you know, but I, but I feel like, and again, to go back to clash pro strongman league, I feel like, you know, that crew of guys took that to another level. Right. Oh yeah. So that was, that was definitely a step in the right direction towards opening up the demographic. Cause now you're sitting there and then, you know, golf ended, well, here comes, or, you know, boxing max match ended and here comes, you know, 10 of the best one Oh fives in the world. Right. Yep. So 100%. we need more stuff like that. Yeah. You know, we need, we need big, bigger, big ideas and people with big balls to step up and say, I'm going to try this. And if it fails, it fails. But if it does great, well, then good for us and good for us as a community. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Because, yeah. like, the shirts help. Like, it's funny because one of our first episodes or something back, like, six months ago, we were like, have shirts, have jerseys and stuff. And it's crazy seeing how many comps now actually do that. Of like, you can actually get your athlete's name on the back and stuff like that. These small ways of, like, it comes down to treat it like a real sport like interview the athletes like get people involved and like show these things and i think it's kind of like a two-way street of like athletes need to promote themselves and shows better and stuff but also like shows need to be run well enough that like you want to watch them and stuff because otherwise it's like yes i'll buy every live stream that comes out but how often do i watch the whole live stream if there's no playback at the end of the day i've just felt like lost money sometimes it's like jumbled up so i think there's a long way to go, but I think in many ways, like you touched on it with Pro Strongman League, it's still very much in its adolescence. Like things yeah, yeah, yeah. to grow of like, and I think one thing I would touch on with like Pro Strongman League and Clash is this idea of like sometimes if something has too lofty of goals, 
we have this tendency for some reason to like shit on it and like be kind of like and just tolerate like bullshit from other competitions and other organizations in this way of like clash did get a lot of heat not paying people on time not great it's under, no. like their situation was murky but it's weird to see how much hate they got versus like uss and like strongman corp and like other there are these things so i think trying to continue to like support people's endeavors of what they're doing and stuff because oftentimes there is this idea of like we perpetually let what is it that phrase the letting the perfect be the enemy of the good like if it's not perfect i don't want to support it and it's like nothing's going to be perfect and stuff so i think there's that like thing of trying to actually get like community involvement and stuff like as a small business owner like it's probably hard of like you want to sell shirts for your gym and like promote that and stuff like so it's it's a hard thing like marketing yourself is yeah. easy and stuff but i think if yeah. enough people keep putting themselves out there like things will make like there are little ways that'll happen like we're a small podcast and stuff but like if the right people hear something or if ideas pick up steam things will happen and stuff hopefully so yeah yeah hopefully you know we i think it's just going to take a continued effort and more people stepping up to you know, like myself, stepping outside my comfort zone. Like I'm not, like I said, I'm not the kind of person to post often or, you know, maybe I don't show my personality a lot on Instagram because I do like a quick post and then go back to whatever the heck I was doing and check three hours later what's going on. You know, like that's kind of, that's the kind of person I am. But uh, it's hard though, man. When you mm -hmm. work, you're working 40 or 50 hours a week, you said, mm -hmm. you got your, you've got a business, you've got an online business. When, mm -hmm. do have, when do you have time for that? Like that's uh, oh, I have two, it's, it's two kids right? and a wife. Yeah, yeah. And, you got, and you got a family. Like yeah, that that's too large of an expectation. Um, but I mean, you know, unfortunately, it needs to be done. And and I, I don't have a perfect answer other than um, who was it that suggested it? I think it was CJ Krause. Like we just need to like as a community come together more and 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 support each other, share each other's posts. I mean. It's a lot of sharing. It's I've been hearing that a lot. It's still time that you're spending yeah. on social media that you could be doing something productive in the real world, right? That's actually making you money or um, helping your family or your network, right? Or your friends. Yeah, but when you're sitting on a toilet, you can share your buddy's Absolutely. deadlift, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think we all need to be better. I suck at it. Like, I, like I'm like like you do. I hate social media. Um, yeah. I don't. I try to spend as very little time on on social media as possible uh and i think it shows and it's like dude i love everybody that's on social media and i love to see the videos but like i just i don't have time to like go through all that like i have a lot of stuff going on outside of yeah sorry man and so it is it's hard to like it's hard to promote yourself when you don't invest a lot of time into it uh but yeah. but those little shares go a long way i think probably to helping expose each other to the rest of the community to other communities um i mean it's, yeah, one, it's, start. It's, a, it's an easy it's an easy thing to start doing that's a, i don't know how successful it'll be but it, it is an easy thing for us to start doing as a community yeah i think like for companies as like a small sponsorship idea i have 
is like for organizations out there, like for your sponsored athletes, you, some of them should start offering something where like you just send the company or send like the designated representative, like just raw footage and they'll make promo clips for you once a week or something that you should. Like Kratos like, does. Collaboration thing. Like Kratos. Kratos like Andrew. Kratos such great. Oh my God. Andrew puts so much work into those things and just like. Dude, that guy's amazing. He's got the biggest heart. He sent oh. me. He sent me some knee sleeves. He sent me a soft belt, uh, some compression shorts, a bunch of stuff. Like he, you know, that was out of his own pocket. You know, yeah. we talk about like sponsorships and stuff. Um, but he's doing stuff like that for a lot of the community. It's why know? he doesn't know this, and I and I hope that he doesn't see this. I'm gonna say it, but. Um, that's one of the reasons I turned him down. He asked me to sponsor him and I was just like, I gave him some dumb excuse, but I'm just like, dude, you're giving everybody so much stuff out of your own pocket already. Like I don't need any more. I'm not the guy that does. Like I will try to like promote you where I can and support you, but don't give me any, I don't want. Yeah. But yeah, but not to be like an asshole. Like you, you're just saying like, you know, spend that somewhere else where someone really needs it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I mean, he like he was one of our major sponsors, or like our he did our shirts for oh, yeah, strength, he's, right? He, yeah. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that like I'm like, hey, can you help? Can you help out there? Like that's cool because that gives him like that gave him uh, airtime. Our live stream, I, I think our live stream did better than any of the satellite shows for Clash. Not as good as Clash itself, the final, mm -hmm. but it did pretty well. Um, what was that for? So that was the feats of strength. It was um, we dubbed it the strength elite feats of strength, and you know Anthony was kind enough to let us just use the the name. Strength. Oh, the, the one that you did. Yeah. So that was uh, Mike Cogden was here, yep. Josh yep. Isley, and Adam Dirks. I had some other mm -hmm. people lined up, but people got hurt, and you know things. Oh, he was happened. helping out with that. Somebody had someone pass away, but um, well, um, I mean there was a lot of people that helped. I organized it. Um, and then I competed, which was like a really bad idea. You pulled a Brian Shaw. Yeah. Dude, that's so hard. Um, but, um, but yeah, dude, that was a huge success, honestly. Um, yeah. if it wasn't, if it wasn't for the, the volunteers, like the, the entire live stream was on a volunteer basis, man. And they did a phenomenal job. Um, but I paid everything else out of my pocket, right? All of the other expenses. Wow. I paid the prize pot out of my pocket. Like, cause I couldn't, dude, I couldn't beg a cash sponsor. I got one cash sponsor for like a hundred bucks. Um, and nobody wanted to sponsor it, man. It's like they're like, I'll give you I'll give you protein powder. And I'm like, Well, <laughs> that doesn't fucking and? any money in anybody's <laughs> pocket. Like, yeah, <laughs> doesn't buy a plane ticket, doesn't pay for a hotel room. Yeah, but that was a very interesting competition. It was, it's not like, uh, it wasn't like a five or six event competition. It was, these were for records. That's so, all it was. So, it started off as uh, we were going to just do uh, um, an Atlas Stone record. And then I was like, well, mm -hmm. we're going to go through all this. We need to have a couple other, you know, record attempts. Yeah. Um, so, we ended up doing three events, but I mean, it was full max on every one, right? Yep. I don't think it was necessary to do more than that. And it was only a handful of guys, but it went quick. It was entertaining, I think. Uh, the feedback was phenomenal. I'd love to do it again sometime, but man, it's, dude, even a small show like that is like so much work. Yeah. So much sense. work and then the money out of my pocket, right? That's kind of where, like, for me, um, you know, I, I've kind of turned into sort of this kind of tight ass, I guess, 
because I don't want to do anything anymore without like an ROI. Yeah. Cause it's well, not, good, it's not good business. Like it's nice. Right. It's like really great. People take advantage of you then. Well, well, people do. And, but I mean, at the same time, like I commend every promoter, like, and John too, like that is willing to just um, go out of their way and volunteer and, and pay to help others. Like that's like, like, dude, that's a really amazing thing that people do. Um, yeah. But, but at the end of the day, it's like, it becomes kind of a drain on you as a, as an individual and it's not sustainable. Right. I mean, if you're going to put that much time and energy and money into it, I mean, you should be making something. And if you can't, then, you know, I might be the exception of the rule here, but that's kind of my feelings <laughs> on it. Like I, I, I want to do, if I do it again, I like, I, I, there's gotta be an ROI for me. There's gotta be a good business deal, good business outcome. Yeah. At least make something to, put towards even holding it the next year and you that's know. what it would be right i just want to cover my co- that's it like if i could just cover yeah, but it, it, it is a lot of effort like i host uh <clears throat> so i hope we have held i do a high strong iron and steel we've done that three years i didn't do it this year there's just so much going on and in in my opinion and i know you'll agree like if you can't put the effort into the competition yeah. if you can't like you know put the time in to give the athletes what they deserve then you shouldn't do it Right. And so I, we do a, another one. So the first competition in Strongman I've ever done, it was called, I'm from Bloomsburg. It's called Beast of Bloomsburg. So there was the original uh, promoter who got me into the sport. And then uh, these other uh, uh, gym owners kind of took over when he had moved away. And then I, you know, kind of came full circle to me. My wife uh, took ownership over and this would, this would be year eight for uh, Heinz, or, uh, Beast of Bloomsburg. Uh, hosted by Heinstrong. And so we, you know, we've been back and forth and we're a little late, you know, getting to it, but we, we've been trying to figure out to whether if we can put enough effort, you know, maybe even spread across a few people to where I can, I mean, it's, it's a USS competition. Um, it's, I, I, I hold it at a, a fire hall right down the road from my house, but it, last year it was incredible. Like we had these incredible trophies and, and it's a comp- ran really smooth. We were done by like, you know, two o'clock with 85 athletes. Uh, and it was, it was just a really, really, really great competition. And I look back to the effort that went into that. And I think, do I have that availability in my timeline each day to go out and get this, the sponsors and get, you know, everything is behind the scenes. Right. I don't have to go in. You understand. Right. And so we're, we've been trying to figure out if we're going to do that, but ultimately it comes down to like, I don't want to be that, you know, slump promoter who just does it. I'll never be the promoter who does it for the money because we always end up getting more equipment for the competition or something, make it more of a spectacle, right. Um, or better trophies or rewards or whatever. So um, negative on it though, either. Right. Yeah. Like breaking even is satisfying to me. If you can break even. Yeah, if we get new equipment for the competition and then we have that in the gym to train with, that's an ROI to me. Yeah. Then I get to play with it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the nicest thing about those. And I think that's important. The point I'd like to highlight is, like you said, if you don't have the resources to put on a good show, don't put on a show. Because I yeah. think oftentimes, like, at least here in Texas, it's kind of oversaturated. Like, there's just shows really? going on all the time. And like there can be, like, underwhelming shows. 
and stuff. So I think oftentimes there is like you kind of want to make sure it's a really good show. And stuff. Yeah, because I think that's what helps. Of like, if it's a good show that like more athletes sign well, up for, dude, you have these men and women who are working their butts off for twelve weeks on nutrition and 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 training in the gym and working on getting good sleep and all the while taking care of kids and you know working a job and they put you know this crazy effort into this and what you're gonna half-ass some prep for this competition for them. I mean, like. I, I, I see that from guys who have been promoting competitions and I won't call them out on the show, even though I really want to. Uh, but I see that in some upcoming competitions, like in the near future in Pennsylvania. And I'm like, how the hell do you have the ability to, to host these shows? Like you shouldn't be allowed to do this because you're a piece of shit. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be swearing like this on your show. No, oh, dude, no, uh, say it, it, say yeah. it because I mean, like, I'm in agreement with you. We've, <laughs> we've covered this. Uh, I, I think uh, in the past, uh, I have a big problem with that too. Like I, I agree with you hundred um, percent that some people just shouldn't be putting on shows. They're yeah. just not, they're just not good at it. Um, they don't. You should be six weeks out from a competition and not know the distance for a, a yoke carry. Right. right? Well, listen, on a day, anything can change and we understand that, but give, give us something to work towards. Give us something to focus on. Right. At least come out with the right parameters to how the uh, you know each event is supposed to go. And I know it's a small example, but I was just first thing that came to my mind. But you know, you can tell on Iron Podium of if somebody gives a shit or not. Yeah. And I see some, and I'm like, and I have clients that come to me, and they send me these events, and I'm like, where are we going with this? You know, <laughs> I, I I don't know. You need. I'm like message the promoter i i have no idea like how to, to you know i can help you but to only to a certain extent and then you know we'll go it just bugs the crap out of me you know dude, dude uh yeah no i feel you um i got to a point where i'm like should i really be bothered by some oh you're a coach so i mean you have a little bit more exposure to it um and maybe a little bit more um you know maybe it resonates more with you because of your athletes are are experiencing it but like to me i'm like I got to a point I'm like, should I really be bothered by these shows that I'm I'm never gonna do? And I'm like, but but it represents the sport, right? Yes. And it and it, it represents the sport that I love. And and you know, we talk about growing the sport and you know, getting uh some respect into the sport, money and everything. And I'm like, but if this is what sponsors' experiences are on average, then Dude, it's just making the whole thing look like shit. Like it's not helping any of us, right? It's just, it's just a little bit of pride. That's, that's all it is. Well, there is like, have some pride. Well, there has to be standards. So I blame. Well, so standards I, too, absolutely. I, I personally blame the organizations for having zero standards for uh, promoters, right? You, you don't. I mean, I think there might be a little bit of like, you know, if you, if it's your first time, you can't do like a level three FC show, right? That's, but who cares? You can still do a level one, and you can do it as, as freaking poorly as possible right yeah. nobody cares like as long as you pay the sanctioning fees then you know the powers that be at s as strongman corporate is like go right ahead we don't care what happens next um, yeah and and if you and if you dare complain about the show then like you know shame on you for having the audacity to say anything about this wonderful show that this person you're lucky to have anything at all right 
Yeah. And, and I'm like, well, we got to have some standards. Like there isn't another, I don't, I don't think that there's probably another sporting organization. There may be that I'm unaware of, but the vast majority, <laughs> let's stick with that. The vast majority of sporting organizations have standards for a minimum standard for a promoter to have, to, to put on a show. And, uh, and, yeah. and it boils down to like experience, equipment quality, right? I mean, like, USA power uh, uh, weightlifting, I think is what they're called. Like you, you have to have freaking calibrated plates and a specific kind of bar and a specific kind of platform before you can yeah, play the show. Yeah, you know, the, uh, have you guys listened to the Five Eighty podcast at all? A little, a little yeah. bit, yeah. So they, they, uh, Josh just had uh, a slew of nineties uh, on um, that talked about this exact topic and talked about specifically like records and having standards for records because of there's, there's definitely, we could talk about in the last year, there's been some questionable records, right? Yeah. So this is my opinion. Uh, but you know, I've, I've seen some questionable records and I, you know, the details behind the records have been questionable, but like, I mean, talking about the topic in, its entirety of, of just hosting a show, like <laughs> say you made the standard, uh, everything has to be a rogue, you know, it's a rogue log, it's a rogue axle, it's a rogue yoke and they're, they're Slater stones. Right. And it's like, that's a little bit too much to ask for, for, uh, uh, a backyard competition. Right. Yeah. But as basically, as you're saying, like there should be minimal stand standards, that sh you know, and 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 who's in charge of of making sure these standards are, you know, to be followed through with? You know, the state reps are the state reps doing their job? You know, no, 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 there's no standards for state reps either. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's the other right. problem, man. That that I mean, we've got a state rep here in Colorado that has She's I don't think she's ever competed a day in her life. She just she inherited it, right? Yeah. And and then there's the one in in Texas. The state rep himself tore his bicep and then tied himself into a into a <laughs> Hercules hold. I saw tied that. Tied himself into it and then nearly died because it almost fell. The one person that was the state rep should have been responsible was the state rep who tied himself tied into that fucking thing and almost died. There's yeah, zero that was standards, a, man. And as as from Willie top, said, from the top to the bottom. As Willie said, rookie mistake. Like that's that that was the only thing. No big apology or anything. Because our athlete, shout out Angela, rookie mistake. There, and she messaged, and she was like, "That makes me feel unsafe as an athlete who was there that day that that was allowed to happen." And he was like, "Well, it's a new state rep, and it's a new like whatever." I think maybe Dude, I could use Mississippi or something, but. Even in Texas, we have our issues, but it was. Oh, that yeah, it was weird, in Mississippi. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. It but was in it, Clinton, Mississippi or something. Yeah, but it's one of those things that, like, was very, like, weird to think about, to realize that, like, for one, your organization put on an event that went viral because people watched a man almost get decapitated by a Oh, my God. Somebody. And the, dude, that, the, that the only response. It just, like, went through his brain, dude. Yeah, and the only thing was like, well, like rookie mistake. They tested the equipment before. It's like you tested the equipment, used chains that were rated for four hundred pounds, and had four hundred pounds worth of weight, and then a man's body. Like you should have had better equipment. But also, what's wrong with that? Like we've said though, in this, promoters need to stop 
using janky, weird homemade equipment, sometimes like, yeah, a lot of people will be hard on certain events and like promoters who just like typically will do like log, axle deadlift, some sandbag stuff, maybe a sandbag throw and something else. But for most athletes, you have access to those things. Stop doing these like weird things of like the giant sandbag worm drag thing. It's an $800 implement to get those sandbags to like drag and stuff. It's like really that. fun but, to try and program for that too. Yeah, the, the coin so like, hold is like 140 bucks. Like that's buy. fine to me though, because that's a rogue, right? That's a rogue mm, product, true. right? Fine. But I agree. Mm. Like there's no we're going to talk about standardization. It's not reasonable for backyard shows. It's not reasonable really for the vast majority of shows to have like a very tight standardized, you know, size and dimension for log and axle and dumbbell and blah, 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 but some kind of range maybe. But when mm -hmm. it comes to like these, these low level shows, did you don't, you don't need to be going and fabricating the craziest equipment novices need to learn how to press a log right <laughs> they, don't even, they don't even know that yet a yoke farmers and pick up an atlas stone that's it like i mean those basic events are what should be focused on <laughs> and, and act as macho as you want but safety needs to be a focus when i when i you know i'm working on developing a competition for athletes i understand that these guys are not pros pros understand how to adapt to different implements, right? And, and, and that's why they're pros, right? They know how to, to, to adjust to, you know, make it work for them. But, this, you know, if on these lower end competitions, you're not having promoters have the main, a main focus of safety, then they shouldn't be promoting shows. And as, 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 it's as simple as, oh, I just paid $200. Oh, it's sanctioned. Here's sign up, 100 bucks. Come break, you know, come get your head smashed in, you know, thanks for the hundred dollars. That's it. That's it. And nobody, yeah. and, and they just act like it was no big deal. Like, oops. Yeah. And comps are getting more and more expensive these days because they're relying on athletes as the revenue source when athletes well, should be the entertainment. And should I'm going to point this out shows. though. And that's athletes fault for paying it. It's true. <laughs> don't, but also like support the companies you should, but don't, yeah. don't give money to people who don't deserve the money. Of yeah. Like, if you have a bad experience with something, don't go back to it. Like, or if it's a small business, tell them about it and try to help them with it. Because it is a combination of things. Because it is like, if events are always kind of bad at a certain gym, don't don't go to that anymore. And stuff. Those good events, like here we have Derek Owens with Battleaxe Barbell. His shows, he caps them at 100 contestants. And there's a wait list. I ended up having to pull out in January. And he was like, thanks for telling me ahead of time. Because like, there's a ton of people waiting and someone else will just take your spot that's awesome. and stuff. And like, that's a good sign. And then other shows, they're like, I don't know why you can't get people to sign up and everything. And it's like, if you're a well-known gym and like, you've been promoting it and stuff, like people should be interested, but state reps need to coordinate at least here in Texas. There's no, like, there's no check of like, Oh, is there another comp next week? Like in reality, no, most states, there shouldn't be more than like one comp of, one big I don't think that happens anywhere though, John. Yeah. Like, Which is um, crazy to me. When I, so I briefly, it was a very brief <laughs> uh, <laughs> stint as a strongman corp uh, state chair here, co-chair. That was one of the primary things that I, I wanted to handle. It was mm -hmm. met with 
I think a lot of uh, resistance. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But I'm yeah. like, why would you want to have a show? Why would you want your show a week before or after another show? Like nobody's gonna. Sh- one one of you is gonna get screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's only so many people that are gonna compete in Colorado. Yeah. And then yeah. Reality, like you should most of these organizations that what the sad reality is like they would lose money so they wouldn't do it. But in reality, there should be a thing of like if it's a sanctioned show, there shouldn't be another show within a week or two, like on either side. So like one a month for a certain amount of radius. And stuff, but it is that thing when you realize the sad reality is you're relying on athletes as a source of income. So it's like as many comps as we can have, you're getting this many people to sign up. And in reality, that it does hurt things though after a while because everyone's scrambling over these tiny shows where you're scrambling to get 20 some competitors and stuff, which is fine if it's an unsanctioned just for fun show because I've done those and everything, but you have whole sanctioned shows. And stuff and the thing i would say about custom fabrication and all the equipment people do for those some things is that's money that's coming out of stuff that could go towards athletes and everything like there's yeah. no need to like like the amount of shows i'll see that get like custom fabricated like car deadlift setups or wild ukrainian stand deadlifts that are like 12 leg, feet up in the, the air and press stuff, like, can hold a fucking tractor tire oh my god that's yeah like for once <laughs> stop doing competition leg presses if you're if you're oh, gonna shit on man. sumo for being ridiculous stop doing competition leg presses for the love of god everyone shits on sumo but i mean pretty much ukrainian deadlift is the same lift yeah, they, shit on, they shit on sumo and then they go do a leg press in competition <laughs> <laughs> we can use both examples as yeah <laughs> But, but there should be those standards of like people need to have pride in what they do. And in reality, your show shouldn't be allowed to be re- realistically, if you want it to be profitable, you shouldn't have more than one sanctioned show in a state per month or something like that. And the gym should have to compete or something or every few weeks, but they shouldn't be like, you shouldn't be able to have like seven shows within a hundred. There should be coordination months. between, yeah. you know. Exactly. And it should be quality yeah. over quality over quantity by all means. Yeah. I think they're working. I think they're working towards that because I was invited to be a state rep for uh, PA, and I was invited to this group on Facebook, and they were talking about like, okay, I have this date, you know. So I think I think they're working towards that, which is which is good news, you know. Um, but I think any Joe Schmo could still go on to Iron Podium and post a competition for that day, yep. you know. Yeah. So. Which is and just like, like everything yeah. we've talked about up to this point is just, you know, small growth, you know, it's just, it's just going to take time until they can figure out a good system to where everything is uh, a little bit more organized. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I think amateur, amateur strongman is just probably always going to be something along the lines of what it already is. It's just, <laughs> it's going to, it's going to be, cause like, you're not going to bring money anywhere else into amateur strongman from anywhere else but the athletes. I mean, that's just sort of the reality. But, you know, what comes after amateur for those that desire, who've worked hard for it, have earned that, um, you know, again, I mean, Clash and now Pro Strongman League, I think, are doing it probably the best. Yeah. Um, They still have some growing to do, obviously. Uh, Like John said, I think they're kind of still in their adolescent phase. But – 
Uh, great people behind it. I think it's going to get better. We've got Ultimate Strawman, uh, the World uh, Grand Prix coming up. Needs more exposure. Awesome. Uh, yep. You know, and I've always said too, SCL needs deserves a lot more exposure. SCL, like even the opens, uh, dude, they put on a phenomenally high quality show. Um, they edit it and release it similar to World's Strongest Man, and they do just as good of a job. In some cases, maybe better than World's Strongest Man. Sure, their athletes aren't as high level per se, and not not in every case, but a lot of like top guys got their start there. Yeah. Um, so, so they deserve, I mean, they deserve some recognition. They're doing amazing things. They've been doing it for a long time. You said the 105s no longer hold a world championship for SDL? That's what I've heard. So, so they canceled yeah. it last year. Um, well, so after COVID, I think, I think their funding really became difficult. Um, so, so when I went in 2018, right, there was, it was, there was no fees and they, um, they picked us up from the airport. They didn't pay for our hotels, but like they do, they fed us two nights. And the first night was like this just massive, amazing smorgasbord. We were in this little town and, and the mayor, this little old lady was like opening <laughs> beers for all the athletes. So she was so sweet. Um, then when I went to the next time, there was a hundred euro entry fee because they didn't get the sponsorship. And that's oh, interesting. Yeah. So um, I think they still fed us once. We still got one free meal, which was cool um, for that hundred euros. But then they canceled it the following year because of a lack of funding is from what I kind of understood. Yeah. And, and now um, – people that are close to the organization have said that it's have told me that it's canceled. They're not going to do it anymore. Mm. Unfortunately. But we, we still have ultimate strong man, you know, we, we still have the American shows. And from what I understand, uh, I was listening to Tyson, uh, Morrissey's podcast. They were talking about, uh, it's called the strong way. Yep. They were talking about, um, that I don't know if, Paris is always the world championship for the 105s. It hasn't. That was the first time. Um, okay. So what other what other ones would they have? So Yerji held it. Uh, the okay. Year that Maris Cavellis won it. Um. So sometimes it's it's the Czech show, and, then, and sometimes and then, it's the Paris show. Um, no, I think it was technically mostly in Ukraine. Oh wow. But now because of the war in Ukraine, that's why it ultimately moved to Paris. So, okay. the, guy, so the guy that I believe that runs it all, um, uh, it would take me a minute to tell you his name. He's Ukrainian. And and so so the show was unable to be in Ukraine. Um, so I don't know what the future is of it's just going to be. So Valery... Gaziev, I'm probably butchering his name. Yeah, yeah, he's a 105. Yeah, he's. Well, yeah, I yeah. think he's under one. I think he's U90 actually. Oh, really? He's got glasses. Yep, yep. I think he's yeah. mostly U90. Um, from what I mean, I follow him on on the socials, and I think he's mostly. I could be wrong about that. I thought he was Russian for some reason. Uh, no, he's so he's Ukrainian. Okay. And I'm pretty sure he's the he's the guy. Behind or he runs, he's the operations, something along those lines with Ultimate Strongman. 
Okay. So it moved to Paris because, as I understand, because of the war in Ukraine. And 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 then the guy that, that ran it in Paris, I think he's kind of aging now, too. He's been around for a while. He's competed at the Ultimate uh, Worlds and Grand Prix, I think, in the past. Um, and done quite well. He's very strong. Um I think he's maybe done competing and his goal is to run shows in moving forward. So it does sound like it's going to be in Paris again. Okay. From what I've heard. From what I know, I know that a, a representation from America, uh, Justin Loy was planning on doing that. Yeah. Sorry, Justin, if you didn't want me to tell anybody, <laughs> I just did. Um, and then I, I know of a couple guys that were interested in also getting, um, you know, maybe some some sort of invite. So there, there, there is more interest towards uh, these overseas shows. I mean, I mean, you know, look at McKeegan. He's he comes back time and time again. He's traveling over here. He has to, you know, adjust to the time difference. He, you know, we we get these other all these you know international guys coming our way, and it's like, trust me, I I said it already. I, I'm a blue collar worker. I'm a welder by day, right? Um, I'm not full of money, but, um, you know, to kind of bring everything full circle, if we can get better sponsors and get people to help these, these athletes to get over to these, uh, overseas comps and, uh, you know, is it so bad? Is it so bad? I think it's a good idea and it should, I mean, it should, it's an international sport, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Strongman is a global sport. Like John said earlier, you know, uh, Americans get siloed into thinking that the, the strongman community world revolves around us. Well, it certainly doesn't. Um, and and to get in you know, the, the whole concept of world strongest man, the spirit, if you will, to what I usually refer to it as, the spirit of strongman is the strongest man in the world, right? Yeah. Um, you know, now we have weight classes. Um, that's a whole other conversation we could <laughs> go off into the rabbit hole on. But um, but if you're going to be the strongest man in whatever weight class you're going to be in, you should be competing against the strongest. The logistics of getting all the strongest people into one place is difficult, right? But but that's why you like everybody should be traveling. Yeah. To go out and compete against the strongest because ultimately we need a chaos for 105s. That's what you're saying. Yes, oh, we do. <laughs> we definitely do. Um, but I mean, we've got we've got ultimate, right? We've got OSG. Yeah. Yep. We've got class. You know, it's kind of leaning heavily to the side of the pond. But but I mean, I agree with you. Athletes should be. You, you get to a certain level, you should be venturing outside of the United States. It's I mean, just for the experience alone. Right. You're going yeah. to get exposed to other to athletes you wouldn't otherwise. You're going to find out. Like I think, Nick, you're going to find out that there are some freaks out there that you just didn't have any idea existed. Yeah. Um, and you're going to be like, this is a whole other fucking level of strongman uh yes. in, in Czech Republic. Because those Eastern Bloc guys are dude, they they I mean, Andrew Clayton is is a freak. And some of these guys will make him look look a little weak i'm not not taking anything away from andrew clayton listen i'll just say this there's some guys out there that are unfucking believable that we don't i think i think it's that people that come from adversity they you know these from these other countries i mean look at big z you know yeah i mean he didn't have the greatest childhood 
Um, but it, it, these men and women who go through a little bit more adversity than us, you know, privileged Americans end up having a little bit more, uh, I don't know, uh, drive to be stronger. They have a little bit, they're a little bit tougher than us Americans. So I I think, I think there's a ton of, of, you know, stronger one Oh fives out there. But in my opinion, I want to get, I want to get around those guys and I want to learn from them. I mean, I can honestly say I was grateful and I've already told him, uh, I had, I had a conversation with Clayton, uh, and I did a little mini sort of, uh, interview podcast with him on Instagram, but, um, it was after right after OSG, but I learned, I learned a ton from him and, and you'd be ignorant to not learn from him at that competition. And not that I was, I was focused on me, but I, I take, I take, I take notes. You know, I, I see what the best are doing. I, I know that they're, I know when someone's different, you know, and he was different, you know, Dan is different. You know, there's, you can, I could name a list of guys that, you know, they just do things a little bit differently and I want to learn from them. I want to, become the best 105 I can be. Would it be great to win a, a show for once? Absolutely. You got it, man. You're it's coming. I, I yeah. believe that that you dude, I mean, you know, I I maybe there's a little bit of hyperbole on, you know, what I said with the guys in the Eastern Block. Um I mean, there's some strong 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 guys, but they're all beatable, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's beatable. And and I guess really the more the, the the point I was kind of making is there's always somebody stronger, right? And I I didn't mean to say that that, that anybody would make Andrew Clayton look weak. <laughs> I know, <laughs> that, we, yeah. that was a terrible comment. I take that. And back. just like that, he's out of retirement. <laughs> Pedaling back, that was a. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, dude, I think it's uh, you know, my dad used to always say, you know he's going to give me his, my advice and I'm going to do whatever I want anyway. And that's why I look at, like you go out and you learn from all these people and everybody kind of does what works best for them. But the more information you collect, the more you're able to um, uh, maybe pick and choose what is going to work best for you. Right. Absolutely. Because what, what Andrew's doing works really well for Andrew. What works, what Dan's doing is working really well for Dan. Will those work really well for you? Maybe, maybe trial not. and error. But but you get out there and expose yourself to more people, and yep. we're athletes, right? You learn what's working for a lot of people, and it just it's more tools in your arsenal, right? Absolutely, and that's that's exactly what what I'm kind of getting at. But you, you'll 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 never know unless you put yourself in that position. So yeah, but dude, you're I mean you're coming up quick, man. Yeah, you're an incredibly incredibly amazing athlete, great human being. Uh, Thank you. I've, I've had the pleasure of competing with you. I hope to again sometime soon. I really yeah. missed you at OSG. Yeah, man. It just wasn't. It wasn't in the cards for me this year. Um, I got. I got sick the day that I was supposed to fly out. I tested positive for COVID. Just stupid. Well, listen, stupid. just make it. Stupid make it tradition. I, COVID's my. I got COVID two weeks out from OSG two years in a row. Yeah. Just just show but up I, anyways. Yeah, you know, I thought about it. I, I seriously considered it because I'm like No, I, and if you got it the day before you left, I mean that's a totally different story. No, it was the day that I well, I started getting sick the day before. I woke up really sick uh that Tuesday. I went and got a test because I was supposed to fly out late that night. It was a late yeah. night, like a red eye. Um, I tested positive. 
And, and I'm like, and I thought really hard about it. Like I'm the strongest I've ever been in my life right now. Was yeah, dude, you were crushing training. <laughs> dude, I was doing so well. And, but I was like, I'm planning on staying my, my housing at the time. So I was unemployed too, mind you through all of this. And I'm like, you know, the person I was going to stay with, it was his, his wife and his kids. And I'm like, I don't want to bring sickness into their house. Um, and then, you know, later we heard, you know, there was some grumbling on the on the socials, too. There were some people working out in the gym who were sick around the athletes and people were losing their freaking minds. And I'm like, it was probably the best decision not to just go and find out what happened. Yeah. But um, but yeah, you know, by it's a tough decision, but yeah. it's such a bad it's a hard it's super hard because like, it, yeah, by Friday, I was like, I, I think I felt the worst Friday. And then that day was canceled. But then by Saturday, I was like, "Man, I think I could have competed today." <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but where was your body weight? You know, like uh, I, I didn't really lose any body weight. Um, I just like I just because a cut would have really messed up your immune system. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, dude, that was actually what went through my mind. I'm like, I'm feeling bad right now on Tuesday. I'm positive, and I'm like, I'm planning on taking a red eye. And having to water cut the day after, mm. I'm like, I'm going to be, I was already planning on being completely exhausted by the time I landed, right? Yeah, dude, and that would have been chaos. Rolling into my buddy's house at like 10 in the morning, I told him, I'm like, dude, I'm going, I'm probably going to go right to sleep. I'm going to be dead. And then, and then I had to start my water cut and I was like, dude, I'm going to be so fucked if I try mm -hmm. to. Well, I, I'll say this. I hope I, I see you again in competition, and I hope I see you again soon because yeah, man. The, your days aren't over, man. And uh, yeah. it was a, it was a pleasure competing with you at, at Clash. Yeah. You're just a genuine guy. Um, and, it again, it, it's just the guys at the top seem to be a different breed, you know. Not that, uh, th that, not that they aren't, you know, when they're not at the top, but uh, the guys at the top, I've, I've just seemed to – grow extreme respect for it i haven't i haven't met any bad ones yet so yeah knock good. on wood <laughs> I, yeah i hope that doesn't change for you man but uh dude I, I wish you the best of luck at the world grand p i mean i think i mean you've already proven you're a podium finisher at one of the best fields in in the class at osg um i wish you the very best i think you're going to do really well uh and and I look forward to watching. I hopefully it's streamed a little better than last year. I'm gonna actually reach out to your G and and ask him what the details are on that. So, yeah, that'd be great to know if they were live streaming it. Uh, I know that for Ultimate Emmanuel Piscari, he live streamed it through his Instagram. So, uh, yeah, yeah, last that's year what I have was, to do. Last year was basically the same. Uh, your G or I think it was your G had his phone just set up at the end of the field and. Yeah, and it was live streamed. It wasn't. It wasn't great. It was something, but it was. It wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. Maybe. Maybe not as good for the moving events, but um, right. at least for the log press, it was interesting to watch. But I will say the streamyard is twenty five bucks a month, and you can have up to four to six different camera angles. Oh. So it's like if someone ever wants to do that, you just have four calls, phones call in, and you can actually stream directly to YouTube. John, I will say this that and and from what I've learned uh, from talking with Johnny Wazisco and from talking with Jury, you know, there's definitely a language barrier there with with Jury. Um, he, spe he speaks really, he they, speaks English pretty damn well, honestly. When you get 
have you have you spoken with him at OSG? It, very briefly. When very you're briefly. Out, when you're out there, he's he speaks English pretty well. He's a very but, fluent guy. They they do things a little different. Uh, like they don't do like we're spoiled with uh, IVs. I had mentioned IVs to him, and he's like, oh, "I will look into it." You know, I, that's how I read it to myself. But so you, you know, can. Um, so you should be able to safely pack some IV bags and kits as okay. long as there's no pharmaceuticals, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because I mean, if you get pulled into like border control or something like that and they start searching through all your shit like you don't want to have any pharma pharmaceuticals. i'll just say look at my sunken oh, cheeks yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but i mean i think you can i think you can bring those safely because it's not it's not a pharmaceutical right so if you wanted to bring um yeah. just some iv fluid it may not have the cocktail in it but yeah um just some lac lactated ringer maybe yeah, some lactated ringers. You should be safe to take that. I, I don't know why they would have any check the the local laws because I guess every country is a little different. But I don't think those are regulated anywhere. Yeah, this, this is it's a brand new adventure, you know. Just trying to figure out, you know, because like like I said, I I've always traveled myself, and it, me and my wife drive to these competitions, and we pack the car up with everything I need: coolers full of food that I cooked, so I don't yeah. get food poisoning, you know. Or, I'm sorry, that was not okay for me to say. That she cooked. Uh, she, my my wife is my nutritionist, and she does a good job. But awesome. uh, you know, you know, coolers full of food and and IVs. She does my IV for me uh, until recently. I I, I might have to talk to you after the podcast to get a new source for that. But um, you know, it's it's super convenient being able to bring all this stuff yeah. in your own country. Just you, you go down the road, you pack what you, what, everything you need and everything you might need. Yeah. And then, you know, but so it, I'm really excited uh, trying to not, you know, obviously I still have plenty of time, but not, not to overstress on the what ifs uh, and make the best out of the, out of the uh, situation because, you know, it's going to be what it is. I'm going to do what I can and that's the best I can do, but the competition's heavy um it's going to be really really fun and uh the uh the the men competing they they run deep so uh i i am very excited for, for this next next competition so. oh yeah man yeah that was really great having you on i was like we've gone for a series of long episodes recently yeah <laughs> so i was like you're, a... on the, you're on the east coast so it's a, it's pretty late for you right now oh, yeah, it is. yeah i gotta be up at 3 30 but I, this oh, was sure. a really good yeah, we better wrap it up, <laughs> dude. Thank you so much for coming on, Nick. Man, it's a dude. Uh, great seeing you again. Absolutely. And hopefully, hopefully we get to hang sometime in the future. Absolutely. Thank John, you. I didn't know. I didn't realize how jacked you were. I'm so sorry. I didn't follow you. Uh, I'm terrible with social media, and I'm like, oh, I better check out his Instagram before I go on. And I'm like, holy crap, this dude's jacked. I've only ever seen him from his beautiful beard up. So. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm uh, only strong at base certain specific movements. It's one of those things I only train things that I really like. So it's like try dude, you 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 are kill some zercher uh, zercher list. <laughs> the mobility, make, his mobility, just to, the, the fact that he can get squat down and get under the bar is like. I just like I'm just watching your videos going. Ouch, ouch, oh no, he's good. He's good. <laughs> yeah, people were surprised that because I can actually do touch and go with like up to three fifteen on Zerchers, and people that's think, crazy. Like, you do touch and go with three plates. I'm like, yeah, 
it's 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 something i think the most i've ever done one time is i did 335 for five reps and it was i almost died by the end it was like very intense because you can't you can't brace properly so it's just pure just like you just love that exercise don't you nurtures <laughs> are the best man oh yeah they're, they they are and that's one of the things that we preach on the show zurchers scl have better shows don't pay don't pay promoters who run bad shows yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 well i have to talk to mckeegan and, and get him to throw him in so oh yeah no it's definitely it's like the best thing you can do namely because it helps with like stone extensions too if you like absolutely yeah, yeah. And everything Big time. and they're yeah, just it's brutal great. right they're just brutal <laughs> Tramian is brutal if you can do zurchers, don't put sleeves on your elbow elbows or anything. Just do freaking zurchers. Yeah, like a man. They're just the, brutal. The they're sleeves brutal. because they, for me, I found at least doing anything to protect your elbows makes it so it slips around and like it's yeah. a worse movement. So yeah, I actually good. like pure barbell. with a barbell. Yeah, with a barbell, and it doesn't hurt your your. Uh, oh no, if your forearms. Okay, no damage though. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I've never torn anything so. I did uh, 5.30 last year, and something bubbled up on my Oof. forearm. It kind of freaked me out a little bit, but I think I just blew a blood vessel. Oh, it, it'll blow your blood vessels. Yeah, it'll blow I your actually blood had vessels. like a series of little – I have like a dot I had for a little All right. Bit. All right. So what about like, an axle? Uh, the axle, I don't like how far it pulls me it's out. It's harder. Yeah, the axle's actually harder. So. Yeah. Okay. It's more that makes sense. Biceps. Yeah. So I actually say barbell is like – ideal and i like the power yeah. bar or if i'm feeling kind of lazy and my mobility is not great i'll do a deadlift bar Interesting. it's weird because i don't have good mobility for anything else and people are like your mobility is insane for searchers i'm like i literally can barely touch Dude, my i toes. don't think i can put enough weight on the bar to get myself to the ground to get the bar to touch <laughs> Dude, I think like, I think I, I watched like forty videos of you doing the. I know when you followed me, I was like, I was like, oh my god, he followed me. I was like, it's nice, <laughs> you, but yeah, people don't realize like they're like, I just like, yeah, because I only compete for fun and I don't train for competitions. I just like do whatever I want and then just like show yeah. up and just get destroyed and that's yeah. You could fool me, dude. I, I figured you'd been around for a while. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't win, novice. Get your ass kicked yeah. and open. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Be a man. I never, I never did novice. Oh, me either. I just do it because it's too competing against guys who are two twenty. Also, don't cut down to two twenty. Like in all these shows that they just have that class, that drives me crazy. The amount of people who cut down from two thirty to compete as like novice two twenty, and I'm like, well, this. Well, that's a USS class weight, right? Yeah. Not if you're novice. If you're novice, you shouldn't be cutting weight. Yeah. No, I the one of the first show novice shows I ever did the podium. One guy had been Olympic weightlifting for almost 12 years. The other guy had been doing CrossFit. And he did like novice? Five years. Oh, yeah. And they all cut from 230. One guy, he was like, I started the week at 235 and weighed in at 219. And I was like, I literally weighed in with my jacket and clothes on at 185 for this. And I, I mean, like, we're going we're gonna to fall down a rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to go. Have you I'm on. just going gotta... to like, I'm triggered now. Yeah, no, <laughs> nothing's more tricky than that. This guy, the circus dumbbell was 115 pounds or something, and he got 15 reps with it in like 45 seconds or something. Dude, have you been a if you've been an Olympic weightlifter for 12 fucking years? You shouldn't be novice. You're not novice. 
He said he had never done strongman, but his match was 345. for the show for more than a week, you're not novice. Yeah, you should have a series for your show of, if you do this, you're not novice. Every week. I yeah, agree. no, I mean, it's we, need idea. Get, we need to get back into the games. We haven't, we haven't done any. We're, we're gonna get back into it, but thanks for coming on and everything. We gotta finally <laughs> okay. end the recording and then we can, yeah, yeah. It's about hydration because Darren's great at that. But it's yeah. great having you on, and you're yeah, thank you so much, Heinstrong for everything. Yeah, it's just uh, pretty much just Instagram at Heinstrong. Yeah. If you're looking for uh, strongman coach, uh, strength conditioning coach uh, at Heinstrong, just shoot me a DM. Awesome, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Support us on Patreon or Anchor and find us on Instagram or Facebook.